I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Check with me, calling a quick audible. Ryan McGee, ESPN.com, college football reporter, analyst with his bottom 10 year in review, which is always hilarious. He will now join us coming up in the next hour of the program with Aaron Goldhammer, based out of Cleveland. And for Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. You're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And the reason that we're having to punt Rhino an hour, Aaron, is because joining us right now is one of the Best guys, best fullbacks going in the league. He's, got, he's out of Harvard, and you had the privilege of covering him in high school. Well, 2012, 2013, I was the mayor of high school hysteria around these parts, and he was a cloverleaf colt. Kyle Juszczyk also is a seven-time Pro Bowler. I, 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 don't, I guess we should probably throw that in there. And he joins us now on ESPN Radio. What's up, Kyle? Hey, what's going on, man? I, lo- I love the shout-out to the cloverleaf colts. No doubt. Um, Kyle, let's start here. I mean, a lot of people talk and say that the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. They're number one in most people's power rankings. Do you agree? What's your reaction when you hear some chatter that your team is the best team? I mean, it's, it, it definitely is, you know, good that um, people are seeing that and recognizing that. And I feel like we've earned that. Um, but, I mean, we felt – like we had that potential, um, you know, all the, dating back, all the way back to last season. So, uh, you know, in the most humble way, it, it doesn't come as a surprise to us. Um, this is what we, ex- you know, expected for this team. We had very high expectations, um, and we feel like we're playing at a, a very good level right now. And uh, But by no means do we feel like we've arrived and, you know, now we're good. We're all set. Everyone thinks we're good now. Um we still got to take care of business uh, and it's all about uh, finishing out this regular season and, and getting that first round by and um, you know, going from there. Kyle, the privilege of, of calling two of your games last year as a field analyst and, and reporter. And it looks like this attitude that I saw behind your bench has gone to a whole nother level. And I'm curious to see uh, if you agree with this, that you guys just don't want to beat somebody. You want to embarrass them on both sides of the ball, man. I mean, it, it's beyond impressive. Where does that attitude come from? It really starts with our defense. Um, we've, we've instilled such a physical culture in our locker room, and um, it is a standard. That is what we expect. Um, when we turn on the tape and we watch uh, 49ers football, if you're not physical, you stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, and so every Saturday or the night before the games um, and Kyle's team meeting before we go to bed, we always watch defensive clips. And it's always basically highlights of them being very physical, um, them swarming to the ball. And as an offensive player, like, you take that as motivation and you want to do the same thing. We always say, like, we want that to be contagious. We want it to be infectious. Um, that when we see our other teammates doing that, it's like, man, if they're doing that for me, I want to do the same thing for them. And it really truly is a, is a trickle-down effect from there and um, has really spread throughout our entire team. Kyle, make the case for Brock Purdy for MVP. I mean, 
honestly, I think it's a quite an easy case. I, I'm pretty sure he's number one in damn near every metric there is. Um, he's got to be the most efficient quarterback in the league right now. Uh, he's just playing at extremely high level. In, in my opinion, he's the quarterback for the best offense in this league. Um, and, you know, everybody likes to make up every excuse in the book uh, for this guy about why he's successful and, um, you know, he's being carried by this, being carried by that. But at the end of the day, you got to still go out there and do it. you got to go out there and perform. Uh, and he's done that week in and week out, and he's been consistent the entire season. Um, so, in my opinion, he is the MVP of this league, and uh, I think he deserves that honor. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler for the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Juszczyk, pride of Clover Cleaf High out of Cleveland. Cloverleaf. Cloverleaf, my Clover bad. Cloverleaf, man. Hey, Get it right. I'm just a... I'm just a oh. hick from Louisiana, Kyle. My bad. Don't don't hurt me. Don't hit me next time I see you on the sidelines. He's joining us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, what drives me nuts about the Brock Purdy conversation, Kyle, is that they said, well, he's surrounded by so much talent. Well, what the hell did Joe Montana have? What did Troy Aikman have? All great teams have got a remarkable talent. So when you hear that exactly. that very thing, your your response to any critic is? I mean – Anybody who's ever won an M- MVP trophy uh, has been surrounded by talent. And like I said earlier, um, that doesn't take away from what he's doing. Like at the end of the day, no matter who is around you, how talented they are, you still got to be able to perform. Like when they snap the ball, that ball's in his hand and he's got to make the correct decisions. He's got to put the ball in a good spot. Um, and he's doing those things. So I-, I don't think that's a good argument against him. Kyle, what's harder? Uh, winning the NFC or graduating from Harvard? <laughs> uh, winning the NFC. Uh, I've only I've only done either of those tasks once, um, but uh, <laughs> Harvard, Harvard definitely w- was not easy. But man, the NFL is a tough business, man. And no matter how good you are, even even with the great position that we're in right now, um, all it does is give you a chance. You know, once you get to the uh, to the playoffs, nothing is nothing is ever guaranteed in this league, and it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter if you have an MVP caliber quarterback who's surrounded by weapons and a you know a top five defense that's just full of studs. That gives you a chance to win. At the end, nothing nothing is ever given to you. Um, so, at the end of the day, man, winning the NFC is not easy. Hey, no doubt about it. Hey, winning any sun on any given Sunday is not easy. My brother coaches with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, ask him, right? So, I mean, it's it is not easy any given Sunday. Can you reference, or was there a point in the season when you guys all of a sudden it just felt like, bam, things are starting to click? Um, yeah, honestly, I felt like we we came out pretty hot. Um, Felt really good after we beat Dallas, um, you know, pretty convincingly. We were five and zero, feeling good, and then, you know, we ran into that that three game skid where uh, a couple guys got banged up. We turned the ball over uh, a little too much, and um, you know that was that was a big time wake up call. Those three games, and I feel like that really kind of snapped us back into focus. Um, and once we got our guys back, uh, we really did start rolling. Um, so. Honestly, I felt like we've been we've been playing pretty well this whole year, um, but we've just you know we've had younger guys that have come along as the season has progressed, and um, 
you know, it's like any NFL season. Your, your team is never the same as it begins earlier in the year. Uh, and there's so many seasons within the season, you know. Uh, but we feel really good about where we're at. You're on a remarkable run as a team, as an individual, and that young guy back at Clover Leaf High in Cleveland, man, he, he, he's probably pretty proud of the guy he's, he'd be looking at down in, in the future right now as a seven-time Pro Bowler and a dude chasing a Lombardi. Stay healthy. Best of luck this weekend against Arizona. Thank you so much for your time here on ESPN Radio. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Kyle Juszczyk joining us here, seven-time Pro Bowl fullback for the San Francisco 49ers on ESPN Radio. And, and Goldie, man, the fullback is, is that lost art for a lot of teams, but you look at get teams that still have them, like in gold in Miami, that, that guy right there in San Fran, if you use them right, they yep. are still a remarkable weapon. And that's the offense, right? The Shanahan offense, you need a good fullback. And Kyle Juszczyk, people might laugh when they – He is one of the most valuable players on the San Francisco 49ers and an absolute unsung hero for an offense that, you know, might be the best and have the MVP running it, but the best in the NFL. No doubt about it. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We've got breaking news. Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely. Give you more details on that when you return right here on ESPN Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yep, just why we thought... Draymond got ejected, and he will jog off to the locker room. We need Draymond, but, you know, he knows that. We talked to him, and he's got to find a way to keep his poise and and be out there for his his teammates. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call, made contact with him. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir. Well, the apology fell on deaf ears. If you are just tuning in, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely by Adam Silver and the NBA. Aaron Goldhammer's in for Amber Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel. Lady Aaron, we, we started the show with Draymond Green. I said minimum 10-game suspension. You said something else has to be done. Well, how about an indefinite suspension when it comes to Draymond Green? Oof. Because this is one. You actually had a great idea. And for people just tuning in, you know, it had nothing to do with an indefinite suspension. It had, it had to do with going old school hockey and putting on foil. Yeah, right. Well, I just felt like this thing was it's careening out of control. And that part of the concern was that at some point, someone's just going to clock Draymond Green back and it's going to turn into some kind of Ron Artest, Steven Jackson style melee. And I don't think the commissioner wants that. And I don't feel like a traditional suspension. I mean, he just is coming off 
a traditional five-game suspension. So I think this is a unique approach to basically say we need to try to provide Draymond with some additional support here and to kind of look out for him and say he's going to be out until he meets a certain number of conditions according to both the league and the Warriors before they would welcome him back into the league. An indefinite suspension definitely rings home. But you know what really stinks is that if you're Steph Curry, if you're you know Steve Kerr, if you're anybody on the Warriors, this is when if I'm Steph Curry, I got to go to Draymond going, all right, dude, you see this? We're we're ten and thirteen. This is your third suspension, and we haven't even hit Christmas yet. Yeah. Yep. You're killing us, man. You've got to be better and play with controlled violence, not just violence. And that that's that. There's a fine line there. There's a very fine line, and. Re, not even recently, but I mean, you go back the last couple of years, he crosses over it way too often. And that's why I do believe, especially this year with three suspensions now, you know, 23 games in, that's why Adam Silver dropped a hammer on him. And if I'm Steph Curry, you got to have a, whether it's over a nice steak dinner and a, and, a, and a bottle of Merlot or whatever, man, you have to have a serious heart to heart going, dude, you are hurting us, not helping us. I think also, Ian, and I I don't know this, so this is just pure speculation on my part. It's what we do here on ESPN Radio. Um, To me, it feels like there's even more going on with Draymond that we don't know, right? When you see this indefinite suspension and they're going to meet with Rich Paul, his agent, and the Warriors organization and try to give him the support that he needs. Like, I wonder what is, what are the elements of this story? What's happening in practice and in the locker room with Draymond right now that we don't know that's leading to these out on court outbursts, which are obviously very public to me. It it sounds like the league is concerned about Draymond, the person, not just the antics and the punches and the discipline piece of this. You bring up an interesting point there, and also you never know what's going on in somebody's personal life as well because sometimes that's hard to block out from your professional life, and especially if you're a, someone who has chosen the life of being in the public eye. That's uh, a, it's a, it's a very sometimes difficult balance to watch, but bottom line, to walk, but bottom line is you're hurting your team. And now also, when if you're Adam Silver, you're embarrassing the league. You know, In the 80s, that stuff flew. Early 90s, that stuff flew. You know, and I mean, look, go back, folks. And if you look at, you know, the, the Celtics and, and the, the Pistons or the Celtics and Sixers, you know, you go back to, you know, Bulls and Pistons. I mean, it was a knockdown drag outs every now and then blood on the floor. And the next day you just went right back at it. Yeah. That, those days are long, long gone. Now that stuff does not fly anymore. And what happened again last night, this is a culmination suspension mm-hmm. when it comes to Draymond Green. I mean, it's not just about last night. This is a body of work that has led to Adam Silver saying, you know what, that's it. You're done until I say so. Go in your corner, take your whoopee, and and, and lock the door, and I'll let you know when you can come out. Because right now, you are embarrassing not just yourself, the team, but this league. I just got a release from the NBA, so now this is official. Again, Draymond Green uh, suspended indefinitely for striking Phoenix Sun center Yusef uh, Nurkic in the face. Announced today by Joe Dumars, executive vice president, head of basketball operations. By the way, interesting, just as an aside, Ian, 
that Dumars is involved in this discipline because bad boy obviously piston. he is a yeah. bad boy piston, so he knows about these incidents about as well as anybody. This outcome takes into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. So that goes to what you were just saying, that this is not about this one incident. This is about Dematis Sabonis in the playoffs last year. This is about Steven Adams and shots to the groin and Austin Rivers and all of the Draymond Jordan Poole, his own teammate. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. The incident occurred with 823 left in the third. Uh, the Warriors 119-116 loss to the Suns. Green out of flagrant two, ejected from the game. His suspension will begin immediately. And this is an interesting last line. I'm curious what you think of this. He'll be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. I guess I'm led to believe a little bit there, Ian, that the Warriors were kind of involved in some way yeah, in this decision. Yeah, that it's going like it. to have to be a team and a league thing in order for anybody to feel comfortable with him going back to work. Do you think there's going to be like counseling and anger management involved? Yes, yes. I think that's exactly what they're talking about here. Um, and I, do you think Draymond does this stuff intentionally, or do you think he just kind of loses his cool and blacks out in the moment? I mean, I'd go fifty-fifty on that. When you like Stephen Adams and the groin shots, you know, when when it was OKC and Golden and Golden State, uh, that to me was probably calculated. Um, this. I think it was calculated when, you know, you go back and watch it. You know, he's, he, his description was, I'm trying to draw calls by flailing my arms. I'm not a flopper. I was just trying to draw the call. He'd grab my shoulder. But you, if you really go back and watch it, and I slowed it down today a little bit, mm. he turns his head and he sees him. He sees him. Yeah. I and agree. then And then connects, right? So that was calculated, and that's where he just lost his cool and lost his head. And in that moment, you also have to be going, man, I've already been suspended, not once but twice, and I'm coming off a five-game suspension. Right. And he then shows a total – yeah, he apologized to Yusef Nurkic. Yeah, afterwards. But the way that he reacts to this stuff, it's not like, hey, look, guys, you know, I made a really bad mistake. Even the Jordan Poole incident, which I think is the worst of all the Draymond stuff. I mean, he (laughs) – these antics, literally, they have cost his team championships. Now, Draymond is also part of the reason why the Warriors have won four titles. So it's a very odd mixture of all these things that you kind of concoct together to get the role that he's played in this dynasty. He's a fascinating personality and a great player who I respect. But I think the league here, clearly, Ian, is concerned about an incident with him escalating to the point of them having a really bad issue, a really ugly situation on their hands. And so they're trying to get him back under control before it gets to that point. That's a great point. You know, because if I'm on the floor and you're a rival, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Kings, whomever, pick a team in the West that's a contender, right? Yeah. To your point, they have to be growing beyond tired. I mean, that that skin is worn thin when it comes to Draymond Green. And one more incident, whether it's the Suns, whomever, right? Uh, one more cheap shot, one more, you know, stepping on someone's stomach or their chest or another kick to the groin, uh, things could escalate and get out of control in a hurry. And I, I, may, I, may, I, I do believe that is part of what Adam Silver was thinking. Yep. yep. So – I, I I I agree. The the one other thing that's interesting to me here, they're they're going to meet, I guess, tomorrow. Rich Paul, who is uh, Draymond's agent, 
Mike Dunleavy, who is the GM of the Warriors, and Adam Silver are going to meet in New York to discuss the path forward. You know, Bob Myers has played a huge role in Draymond Green's career, Ian. Um, and the fact that he is no longer the president of the Warriors and is now part of our team here at ESPN, and all of a sudden you see Draymond just completely spiral out of control in the first few weeks of this season. Um, I wonder if those two things are correlated in some way, that, that Bob sort of had a role in helping keep some of this stuff with Draymond emotionally Maybe. in check and his lack of presence there. Do you see those two things connect at all? Yeah, could, could be. Yeah, and if you are just tuning in, uh, Draymond Green uh, forward for the Golden State Warriors coming off uh, that, that punch to Yusef Nurkic you know, uh, for the, the Phoenix Suns has now been suspended indefinitely. And here's the other part. You never see remorse from Draymond when he's leaving like last night when he's leaving the floor he's smiling and he has this attitude of yeah bleep you he's a you wrestler know, th- there's no there's no accountability like hey man I screwed up my fault right I mean it, it's it, that's that's every single time have you seen once when he's like damn I shouldn't have done that I've no. never seen that no it, it, he always has a lame excuse you know what I mean? Because then, like in the playoffs last year, when he gets thrown out of, I think it was game six of that first round series against the Kings, you know, he's running back to do his podcast five seconds later to try to push the content button to get everybody all excited about how he's going to justify it and what he's going to say. So, no, I don't sense that there's any remorse and I think that plays. Him. I think that plays a part in this also. I agree. I agree. Meaning not, not this year, but I'm talking about, again, culmination. Yeah, this is eight years of this stuff, really, if you look back at it. You can join us. Your reaction to Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. More details on this when you return right here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. That's why we thought Draymond got ejected, and he will jog off to the locker room. We need Draymond, but, you know, he knows that. We talked to him, and he's got to find a way to keep his poise and, and be out there for his, his teammates. He was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call, made contact with him. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir. The fat man hasn't even come down the chimney yet, and Draymond Green has been suspended three times. 
This time indefinitely. With Aaron Goldhammer in for Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joining us right now, one of our outstanding ESPN NBA reporters, Kendra Andrews, returns here to Amber and Ian. And Kendra, we appreciate your time. And you know this team as well as anybody. Your reaction when you uh, saw the news, popped the news about uh, Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a feeling within the team that a suspension was going to be coming down. The team was bracing for that. I don't think any of them expected it to be indefinitely. Uh, it's, it's, it's a long time, right? Like we, we, we don't know how long that is. Some people felt, okay, he was suspended for five games after the incident with Rudy Gobert, so maybe you're looking at six to seven. Some other people are saying, well, maybe look at this incident separately from that. But of course, the league has made it very clear that Draymond's history is and does play a role with, with these decisions from now on. But again, and definitely uh, it, it's, it's a shocking word to hear. And I know a lot of, of people in the organization are feeling surprised and a little taken aback by just how long that is. Kendra, um, Draymond's sort of lack of remorse for a bunch of these incidents. How do you think that plays into the way the league is looking at this? And I think for Draymond, him, what he said last night was him trying to express remorse. He has, we all know that he is a guy who, as he said, doesn't apologize when I mean to do something. He was saying that I didn't mean to do it, but you're right in the sense that that isn't a 100% apology, right? And again, the league has said when he was suspended against the Kings after stomping on DeMontis Sabonis. The league said his lack of remorse egging on the crowd afterwards played a role in that suspension. That was just one game then. So again, with him, him being a repeat offender, that's something that they've said is going to be taken into consideration for these suspensions, for these punishments. That's now something on the, the list of things that the, that the league is looking at when deciding how to punish Draymond Green. And, and in this case, it was probably part of part of the the criteria Kendra Andrews ESPN NBA reporter knows the Warriors as well as anybody joining us here on ESPN radio with the latest involving Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely and and, and Kendra when it comes to the person Draymond Green and the player Draymond Green Mm -hmm. you you know him I mean describe him (laughs) you know I've I've always enjoyed Draymond Green he is full of energy he's a a fiery guy there is no doubt about that but he has always been an enjoyable person to to be around and you you know it's 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 always hard to judge these things because I know him in a very certain setting in a certain instance uh but I think that Draymond is he's a such a fierce competitor he's a future hall of famer and you know it was talked a lot about on our shows today on ESPN of it's actually unfortunate now that when you look at Draymond Green's career and you list all of the accomplishments that he has made, four-time champion, however many time all-star, defensive player of the year, future Hall of Famer, it's very unfortunate that the next sentence that you're going to say is he was suspended X amount of times, he was ejected X amount of times, he had that, that history of being a repeat offender. It's a really unfortunate uh, blemish on what is a very, very impressive resume. You know, Kendra, so having said that, because people listening right now are going, wow, okay, that's the person. So whenever you see mm-hmm. the player do some of the things he does, like he did, striking Yusef in the face and being ejected for the third time this year, 
when you watch that, I mean, what's the first thing that comes to mind knowing the person and then watching the player? I mean, I, I, I don't really know how to answer that. Honestly, uh, that's the, the player that we I've watched since, you know, 2016, he's always had yeah, that, I guess so. that yeah. fire in him. So it, it's hard, it's hard to kind of separate everything, you know, and, and, and there are moments where you're kind of scratch your head or wonder a little bit. But I, I think again, like I, I don't, I don't know him in his personal setting. I, I am not in that part of his life at all. So I can't really speak on, on that side of it. Kendra, um, why do you think the Warriors have always defended him so fiercely, even when to the yeah. outsider, it looks like he's the one at fault? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think for so many years, right, he has been so crucial to the team. It's as important as Clay Thompson is to the Warriors. Draymond has always been the true, like, Robin to, to Stephen Curry's Batman, right? Like, he is the guy that, that he is Steph's true, true running mate. And he's been so important to everything they've done over the last 10 years. When a player is that good, a defensive player of the year, like I said, reading off that resume, there are certain things that you can kind of push aside. And we've seen it with not just Draymond, with other players as well, right? When you're that good, the team wants to have you around. And that's what it's been like for so long. You know, and I reported out a story last month when Draymond was serving his first suspension of the season. Of There, there is a question of, sources told me like when Draymond's worth on the court starts to run out, will the patience of the Warriors start to run out? But there's also a feeling from a league source saying the Warriors kind of lost their leverage to, to punish Draymond, to hold him accountable, especially after the incident that happened last season with, uh, with Jordan Poole, the Warriors have in a certain way dug themselves into this hole of blind faith with Draymond. Right now, I think we're kind of seeing a crossroads, you know, after the game last night and even during, I mean, the incident with Yusuf Nurkic happened right in front of the Warriors bench. The coaches didn't really have a reaction. The players didn't really have a reaction post game. You know, Steve Kerr, when he was asked about it, kind of said, I didn't see the, see the video. Next question. Players weren't, running to defend him, but they also weren't condemning him. You're seeing this kind of holding pattern. I don't know. I don't think the Warriors know necessarily what to do at this moment. Uh, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that part of this indefinite suspension is going to be him getting counseling. And so then you think, well, the Warriors just hope that he can refocus on just being that excellent player. Also turn down some of these instances so that they can just keep him around and doing what he needs to do to help out staff. Kedra, do you see a correlation between Bob Myers' move away from the Warriors and these incidents blowing up, becoming more frequent in the beginning of this season? Um, I mean, I think that's hard to say because these are all in-game incidences. So I can't say, well, because Bob Myers left, Draymond is, is acting out more on the court. I think that's, that's hard. But I do think that when Bob Myers left, that was the first domino to fall of the Warriors dynasty that we know. I, I don't think anyone could have predicted that this is how the rest of this season at least would start. We'll say but will, how it would go, but, but it is kind of, that was the first domino to fall. And it definitely does feel like at least between Draymond, between Clay's struggles, that more dominoes are, are continuing to fall with, with this team is how we know it. Kendra, last one, and we greatly appreciate your time here on ESPN Radio. 
you mentioned how Draymond and and Steph. I mean, they they're true running mates. If you're Steph Curry, mm-hmm. knowing them as well as you do, and covering this team, do you have a heart to heart going, dude? You got to tr- play with controlled violence, not just violence. How, right. If you're Steph, how how does that? How do how do you think he approaches this? I mean, you have to have a, a, a blunt conversation. You know, I can't imagine that there haven't already been conversations between the two of them over the years, right? Not just with Rudy, not just after the Sabonis incident, not just after this incident, but, but for years, Steph and Draymond have that relationship where they can have very, very frank and honest conversations with each other. And, and Steph has become a guy who, with his whole team, you know, can call them out, say that we need more, get them in line, but especially with Draymond. And I have no doubt that those two have had discussions about this and will continue to have discussions uh, because Again, you look at the people that are closest to Draymond within this organization. Bob Myers used to be one of them, as, as you mentioned his name before. Steve Kerr is another, and, and Stephen Curry is another. And after Draymond came back from his last suspension, something he said that stuck out to me in his, his press conference was, he doesn't care what, what we say. He doesn't care what viewers say, what NBA fans say. The people that he cares about, that's what he will listen to the people who he impacts and number one on that list of who he's impacting is Stephen Curry. Uh, So I have no doubt that Draymond listens to Steph and there is a hope at least that he takes what Steph has to say to heart. Go read her piece on ESPN.com. Kendra, thank you so much for the insight. We appreciate your time on a very busy evening. Yep. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, Kendra Andrews, ESPN NBA reporter, here with us with the latest involving Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely. With Aaron Goldhammer in for Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons. To the phones, you can join us with your opinion at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. DJ in Houston. DJ, you're on ESPN Radio. Uh, first of all, good afternoon. Good evening. First of all, I want to say go Tigers. Um, New Orleans boy here. But with Draymond, man, it's, it's – it's getting to a point, like Liz will say, it's about darn time because, yes, you're a great player, you're an all-star, you're a potential Hall of Famer, but these thuggish antics, it's not going to work in the NBA. We're less than 20 years removed from the, the referee situation and the malice in the palace. The NBA does not want to go back to these thug-like, you know, you know antics that he's doing. And he, gotta, he, he really got to calm down and chill because, again, just like she said, People are going to start talking about you being a dirty player. It's already being, you yeah. know, being, especially on Twitter, talking about he's a dirty player. He's dirty, he's dirty, he's dirty. Why are we calling him this? It's because of your antics and your lack of empathy when you do this. It, it's funny. and th- Appreciate the call. It makes me think of Rodman because when I think of Rodman, I think of some of the craziness first, like the off-the-court, the wedding yeah, dress, the Carmen Electra. The, but very close is that he's one of the best defensive players of all time, and he's probably pound for pound the greatest rebounder in NBA history, and he's absolutely 1,000% in the Hall of Fame. Draymond's antics are becoming so common and so often and so ridiculous. You know, what are we going to watch on his Hall of Fame highlight reel? Stomping on Demata Sabonis, kicking Steven Adams, or some of the incredible plays that he's made and championships that he's been a part of. It's getting to the point where the ridiculum is higher, is growing beyond the basketball accomplishments. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting when Kendra mentioned that, you know, she was told last month that the Warriors lost their leverage with disciplining Draymond Green after they failed to hold him accountable 
for punching his former teammate and Jordan Poole in the face at training camp last year. Yeah. Where do you think, does this Nurkic incident, is it top five? I mean, it, it's clearly oh, the know. result I mean, of... I mean, punching your own teammate in the face has got to be number one. Yes. That's, that's clear cut. That, that's your national champ right there. And then you kind of throw them all in there after that. I mean, you know, kicking a dude in the junk multiple times, stomping on Sabonis' chest... Popping Yusef in the face. I mean, is the league more afraid of someone getting hurt, well, or are they more afraid of there being an ugly, ugly knockdown, drag out, benches clearing, malice that, at the palace? Two that, that that to the caller's point, and I and he's spot on. That I think that is the biggest fear because you brought it up earlier. You would have gone full on hockey enforcer. Yeah, you know where that I think that is the NBA's. Biggest fear. They don't want that just not just a black eye, but a bloodied face on their mm. court, mm. right? And the next thing you know, it's there's there's nothing you can't spin that, man. I mean, like the malice in the we're talking about the malice in the palace 20 years later. I'll oh, yeah. never forget. I'm dude, I'm having dinner, you know, with I, mean, I hate the name drop, this is where I was. It was at Fleming Steakhouse out in, in, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Herb Street and Tarico are about to do a Thursday night game, yep. right? With the, with the Utah Utes, and we're having dinner, and all of a sudden Tarico gets up, goes over to the TV by the bar because he got in a phone call going. The NBA just took one of the most embarrassing moments in oh their history. Yeah, that's one of those moments that you don't forget where you are. Yes, and Tarico I, I was, came back I over was going, in my "Boys, dorm room. we have to cut this one loose a little early, right?" <laughs> Ian, I was in my dorm room at NYU. Uh, not to name drop, but you know, yeah. Uh, and I was flipping I got through. You, coach. <laughs> it was I was flipping through the channels, and I saw this incident, and I was like, "That's got to be a movie. That can't be real." And it was happening because I remember I was watching the game, but I'd flipped off of it because it was a huge blow. The Pacers were just mauling the Pistons, um, and it was a giant blowout. It was at the end of a game that was like a twenty-five point game. It is one of those you'll always remember where you were, and it's one of the ugliest moments in NBA history. It's- and that is what they are, in my opinion, in the back of maybe not in the back of our minds, right? In, in, in the that may be a focal point of the conversation, but this indefinite suspension. We cannot have that happen again, and somebody's going to haul off and knock the snot out of him, and next thing you know, benches might clear. We'll continue with more of your phone calls. It's your time. Your thoughts on Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. When you return, right here on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Draymond Green, Golden State Warriors forward, suspended indefinitely after his third 
incident this year. Third suspension before Christmas. Third suspension ties the most he's ever had in an entire season. With Aaron Goldham, we're in for Amber Wilson. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. This is ESPN Radio. And, you know, we just talked to Kendra Andrews, who knows the Golden State Warriors very well, ESPN NBA reporter, Aaron. Before we get back to the phones at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, she made an observation. I just went back and watched the punch on, on Nurkic that, where he hits him right in the jaw. And she mentioned that no one really had a reaction because it happened right in front of the Warriors bench. I just went back and watched it. She's man, she's spot on. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, not a coach, not a player. Nobody really moved. Like it was almost like, okay, well, there he goes again. Right. Well, listen, he signed a hundred million dollar contract extension, right, this past offseason. Okay. So and then Kendra brings up the point that what now are they to they can't, you know. They're, they're not going to trade him, I don't think. They're not going to let him go. And really, it comes down to this. You could tolerate some of this stuff when he was at the peak of his powers. Where, where do you think he is in his career as a basketball player? I remember even in the last finals they played, when they beat Boston in 6-22. in 22, I mean, he got benched for significant portions of that series, right? I mean, there were games where... He wasn't playing in the fourth quarter but because he's well past prime Draymond, which was more like 2017 than 2024. Back to the phones at 888-SAY-ESPN. James in Virginia, your reaction to Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. I agree with uh, what everyone else was saying, and my take on it is I think that the NBA is actually not only trying to protect Draymond from himself, but also I think the NBA is protecting other players from cold cocking Draymond Green because there's going to be one player that's going to say, oh, no, I am not going to let you just hit me and walk away. It's going to start or possibly start the old style from the Knicks and the Miami Heat or things like that from years past. And a brawl is not what the NBA wants. Uh, so I agree with that. So, But one player is not going to take it, and one player is going to just cold cock him. That's all I have to say. You know, I, I agree with that, which is why when we started the show, Ian, we talked about NHL enforcers, and we talked about somebody sending their ninth man in there to just send Draymond Green a message because I was expecting a traditional suspension here. The indefinite thing makes me wonder two things. Number one, what else is going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? And then number two, do, do they really think that counseling and anger, that that's really going to help Draymond understand how to not run into these incidents? Or is this going to become the story of the remainder of his career? Look, you and I speculated on counseling. Kendra Andrews said that is part of this thing. Anger yeah. management, counseling, whatever it may be. How far, how much that works, I have absolutely no idea. I think Steph Curry with a heart-to-heart and a very firm conversation is going to go a heck of a lot more than any counseling or anger management will go. David in North Carolina. David, you're on ESPN Radio. Great to hear your voice again, sir. I'm a longtime follower of yours. Thank you, man. We appreciate you. What do you got? What do you think? Hey, what when – why don't you stop sweeping this thing under the rug? There obviously is a mental health issue, but if he wasn't a superstar, he had been out of this league a long time ago. Why are, is there such a difference between 
being a superstar and being a just a player, and why aren't we treating everybody the same way? Because that's not the world. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan would have gotten thrown off the Chicago Bulls for punching Steve Kerr in the face, but he was Michael Jordan. Why have the Warriors put up with this? Kendra Andrews answered that for us, right, Ian? Because he's so dang good. Of course, that's the world that we live in, right? Do you think that I can get away with the same things that Stephen A. Smith can? Who do you think is more valuable to ESPN, Ian? And Steve, I'm not saying Stephen A. takes advantage of that. I'm just saying this is the world we live in, not just in basketball, but I'm saying this is the world we live in in general when it comes Dude, to big stars, right? I, I just love the fact that you brought up Steve Kerr, head coach, Golden State Warriors, who's dealing with Draymond Green and his definite suspension with the Golden State Warriors, and Steve Kerr is the one that got cold-cocked by Michael Jordan or by the, with the Chicago Bulls, just like Draymond Green cold-cocked his teammate and right. Jordan Poole. I mean, six Kerr degrees of se- as if Kevin Bacon to hell with that, man. How about six degrees of Steve Kerr? Right? Right. <laughs> Good gosh. We'll continue with more details, more reaction on Draymond Green's suspension here on ESPN Radio.